Paga. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Projector Room with Dan May. Because you can't watch films without it. We are tonight's entertainment. Hello and welcome to episode two of The Projector Room with Dan May. Um, for those that listened to the first episode, welcome back projectionists. And for those that are just joining us for the first time, welcome to the bandwagon. Hope you enjoy the ride. Uh, joining me in the studio this week is uh, my housemate. Um, normally I'd call him by his nickname that we've given him for the last three years, but today I'm going to have to be professional and call him by his real name on his birth certificates. That is James Avril. Welcome to the studio, James. Thank you very much. For that kind introduction, yes. Yeah. So we better get on with the show. So first up... New releases of the week. This week's new releases. So this is the part of the show where those who are looking to go to the cinema this week can find out what exactly is the new releases in the cinema, what's hitting the screens for the first time. Um, the first big release this week is Arthur Christmas 3D. Have you heard anything about Arthur Christmas 3D, James? Well, I've um, I've seen a, an advert for it, and I've got to say, I, I wasn't very impressed, to be honest. <laughs> Saw a trailer and he was impressed by the trailer. It's normally a bad sign, because normally trailers make films look better than they are. Um, this, uh, for those that don't know, is um, an animate, uh, a computer animated Christmas tale in, set in 3D about um, a man, or oh, I think it's a boy, named Martha Christmas, voiced by James McAvoy. Um, who is, he is to, clearly a boy. He, he, yeah, he does sound like a boy. Um, he has to deliver a present to um, this girl, voiced by Karen from Outnumbered. Oh, believe it great or not. show, great show. <laughs> Thought I'd plug that in there for you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a family, it's done by um, Ardman Animation, who were responsible for um, Wallace and Gromit and all that jazz. But it's all done in the, um, their computer animated side, like, um, I don't know if you saw Flushed Away or anything like that. I didn't see Flushed Away, didn't I heard Flushed good Away. things from yeah, you it was, about it, it. It was okay, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, didn't quite catch the magic of Wallace and Gromit, but um, after Christmas. So I think it's primarily done for um, younger children, but from some of the extended clips that I've seen, there are a few adult, adult bits of humour in there. So um, I don't think parents will be too embarrassed to go and take their children to that. Um, next. On the uh, on the projector room's list of films this week is Immortals. What, what's that? Immortals. Have you seen? It's basically. It, oh, is that the one from the makers of Three Hundred? Makers of Three Hundred, but it's going to be half as good as Three Hundred. So we're going to now now refer to it as One Hundred and Fifty. One Hundred and Fifty. So okay. One Hundred and Fifty is out today, um, starring Henry Cavill, who is I think that's how you pronounce it, Henry Cavill. Cavill. C A V I W L. Yeah, that's a that's a cable. It's a cable. I reckon, yeah. All right. Well, Henry Cavill, who is um, <laughs> going to be the new Superman in a couple of years' time, so we oh, get to right. look at him uh, a bit better in all of his uh, macho glory. Um, it's starring, also starring Freda Pinto, who was in Slumdog Millionaire, the love interest in that. Um, and it's also, for some peculiar reason, starring Mickey Rourke, who, 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 had, a, who had a couple of decent movies, um, mid-2000s. But then last year was in Iron Man 2, which was he was stupid. And now he's in 150, which um, is just looks like an unashamed rip-off. And this is also in 3D as well. And I think the main marketing point of this is it was it's released on the 11th of the 11th of the 11th. Are they going to release it at 11 minutes past 11, though? That would be tricky that, for that the would be That would be better marketing. It would. It, admittedly, there would be some logistical problems, but yeah. I think from a marketing <clears throat> point of view, it would be a lot better. 
You are wasted in this booth. I, <laughs> get, a, get a marketing job and sort 150 out. Um, and the last film of the week I want to talk about is The Rum Diary. And it's a film about journalists. Oh. It really is. So we're, we're, I think the, the, the journalist is going to be the theme this week. It is, you, it you'll is. You'll see why a bit later. Um, but The Rum Diary, starring Johnny Depp. Have you ever put Johnny Depp and rum together? Where have you heard that one before? <sighs> I, I can't quite picture it, to be honest. No, it's slipped my mind for the time being. I'm sure we'll think of it after the recording stopped. Mm, yeah. um, but this stars Johnny Depp as um, a journalist in 1950s New York. Um, he's had enough of his job, and he's had enough of President Eisenhower. Um, so he moves to Puerto Rico. To as you do. It's a standard sort of stop-off point from North when, when I give up the journalism career, I'm just going to move to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Um, are, you, are you going to get pissed and start lusting, lusting over a woman? Probably. Because that's essentially the plot. Depends how badly the career's gone. Yeah, that's the point. Or if, if the career's gone badly, you're not going to have any money to start making, buying rum and things like that. Is, is Puerto Rico cheap? Um, I can't say I've ever been there. I, I, I'd imagine it's quite cheap. Yeah, it could be. Especially considering the current euro market, you know. I, I Puerto Rican pound or whatever it <laughs> <that> is. <laughs> Nachos, probably just for currency. <laughs> I've just been handed an urgent... Horrifying news story. The news. So this is the part of the show. If you haven't been keeping up with all the news in Hollywood, this is where me and James will come to your rescue and tell you everything that is going on so you can impress all your friends and maybe even win a pub quiz over it. I'm pretty sure you're going to be coming to my rescue because <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to tell you the news and you're okay. going to give your wacky insight into it. I will, okay. Okay, so the big news this week, there is a scandal. Um, Scandal with the Oscars committee. Brett Ratner, who has recently released the film Tower Heist, um, he's the director. He was also the produce, the creative producer of the Oscar broadcast. He came out um, this week um, in an interview. Um, somebody said, "Oh, what about rehearsals? How are rehearsals going for Tower Heist?" And he said, "Rehearsals, rehearsals are for fags." And that's it. That he's insulted the gay community. So he he ended the interview there, and then he's quit as the producer of the, um, the Oscars. Um, for that comment. For that comment, for insulting homosexuals. Um, Eddie Murphy, who was meant to be presenting the, um, the show, he's also resigned. Um, a couple of tweets I've seen have been recommending Ricky Gervais, oh. which would be fantastic after his Golden Globe performances. Um, he said he's flattered to be interested. Um, so Brett Ratner is going to be um, replaced by a man called Brian Grazer who has worked with Ron Howard a lot of the time on films like Apollo 13 and A Beautiful Mind. Um, next bit of news this week. Um, there is a biopic of um, Alexander Litvinenko in the park line. One of the more happy tales in recent memories. <laughs> it is, yeah. Killed by a nuke in a teacup. What, what do you think the title of this film might be? Think of Russia. Think of places where like, lots of people have died. And then transplant it into, say, our country where Litvinenko died. No, that's a, that's it's, a, a, it's a bit of a cross crossword clue. It, I'll, I'll admit. I'm not very good at crosswords. I can't even do the suns. No, neither can I. To be honest, struggle for hours on the mirror one. Um, the film, based on Alexander, the life and death of Alexander Litvinenko, is called London Grad. I'm not well. kidding. It's called London Grad. <laughs> Kudos to the person who thought that one up. That's a great title. 
yeah. really catchy. I mean, and you, when you hear London grad, you immediately think of Alexander Litvinenko. That's exactly what I thought. So the, another cracking spin from the marketing people who are doing that film. I should get onto that. Yeah. I you know, with my marketing success on 150. Yeah, and get get a, get a time of release. Maybe we could release it when it coincide with his anniversary's death. Ooh, ooh that'd be good. That'd be really good. Um, so the film itself, um, they are targeting Michael Fassbender, Fassbender, sorry, as the lead. Was uh, he in Inglorious Bastards? He was. In, he, he was, was. Lieutenant Archie Hitchcocks. Yeah. Um, he was also Magneto in uh, X Men First Class. Of course, yeah. He's also he's been he's done a few political biopics. Do you remember the film Hunger? No. Come Although on. I, I know what you it's about. To... Yes, yes. I haven't seen it, but uh, I do know yes, what it's so about. So he, he's not he's not a stranger to a uh, political biopic. So we could be seeing Michael Fassbender very soon in a sushi restaurant with his head blown off by, ah. by a cup of tea, which would be good. That's London grad. There is a sushi restaurant in St Pancras where, you know, I, I, I frequently visit it. Mm. Hopefully it won't be there. Yeah, that, that'd put you it, off. It, it, it ruined my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, if, if for those who listened to um, the first episode of The Projector Room, um, welcome back, projectionists, you will know that we talked about the, um, the Dark Knight prologue, which was going to be in front of Mission Impossible 4. That particular prologue has now been given a, a, an age rating, in America at least, it's going to be rated PG-13, which the British equivalent is 12A. So it suggests there is going to be some violence rather than just Bruce Wayne going, where are the drugs? For like six minutes. Where is she? Exactly. There's a frightening noise and it shouldn't be here. Shouldn't be put on film. Last bit of news. You are going to love this. Absolutely love it. I hope so. I've built it up now, haven't I? Yeah. Okay. The upcoming Twilight film, (laughs) Breaking Dawn, has a new artist featured on its soundtrack. Um, it is depressed and single women's favourite male artist of the year, Bruno fucking Mars. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. He's contributing a song to the soundtrack called It Will Rain, which sounds like a very sneaky way to try and get into the meteorology business. Next Michael Fish. Potentially. Bruno Mars. Bruno Fish. Bruno Fish. Maybe he should call himself... The Fishster. Hmm. Yeah, Bruno... Has the Bruno. Maybe we should do that every time he presents. What's up? So this part of the show is the real reason why James has joined me in the studio. So every every episode I get a new guest presenter in who at the end of the show talks about their favourite film, why it's their favourite, and then I pose them a few questions to see if their love for it is really as real as it seems. You didn't, you didn't mention that part. Hmm? I, I wasn't expecting a grilling. Oh, you're getting a grilling, son. It's going to be like barbecue in here. Um, so James, so tell me, what is, for the listeners, your favourite film of all time? Well obviously it's quite difficult to pick a favourite film, often it changes. This week um, it's Anchorman. What, do you want to give it your full title? Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. There we go, he's good, he's good. <laughs> right, that would have the... been rather embarrassing <laughs> if I hadn't got that. So for those who haven't seen it, just briefly explain what happens in Anchorman. Well, first if you haven't seen it, go and see it or rent it on DVD or something or illegally download it whatever you rent do rent it on DVD yeah what, what is this like 99 and please yeah. this is a legitimate podcast I'm not promoting any sort of illegal activity so please go and Netflix it maybe or I don't that know. means nothing to me anyway anyway <laughs> Anchorman what, what's it about well, um, you know there, there's this 
journalist, there's this anchorman who presents the news in the 1970s. He's just a really cool dude. Hey everyone! Come and see how good I look! And it follows his adventures with his fellow Channel 4 news team. And then suddenly this woman appears. Um, Christina Applegate, I believe her name is. Veronica Corningstone. Yes. Yes. A woman appearing is always a bad sign, but carry on. Well, that depends on your views of women, really. (laughs) But um, yeah, she, she comes in, she's kind of like this really ambitious female journalist. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? Ron doesn't turn up to um, the news, and Veronica Corningstone presents the news, and she's made co-anchor, and um, basically Ron's world falls apart. She read his news, and, um, you know, he's, he's really depressed, he's in a bar, and then some, there's this panda uh, that they have to report on. She's giving birth, and, it, you know, it's the biggest story of the 1970s, slow news year, apparently. <laughs> and... Um, Veronica gets lost in the bear pit. She's pushed in by Tim Robbins. Sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> lost in the bear pit. She did get lost in the bear pit, and she was pushed by Tim Robbins, who is more famous uh, in Team America. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, she's, she's lost in the bear pit, and obviously they need someone to present the news, so Ron gets the call. And, uh, you know, it's a really happy ending. They fight the bears, they win. And then, um, you know, it all ends happily ever after, and Ron and... Uh, Veronica become anchors at a network, which is something I really want to do. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Mm, this is this is this is the foundation for you for your launch into the broadcast career. This is this is it is. places. Um, so you explain that it's not heavy on plot, but what it is heavy on is fantastic quotable lines. It do is. Do you have a favourite line? Oh God, that that's impossible. Well, it's not impossible. It's very very difficult. I will plump for I love lamp. I love lamp. I thought so. There is a lamp in the corner of this studio. It did inspire me. Yeah. Since you've said that, it's looked at you very longingly. Um, Have you seen the sequel? Because there is a sequel called The Lost Movie or something. It sounds like a really cheap Jurassic Park ripoff. I've seen bits of it. Um, And isn't it supposed... It's kind of like parallel in terms of the same time. It happens at the same time as the first film, but it it does the bits that aren't shown in the first film. It's called The Lost Movie, which would suggest that, yes, it is sort of like a deleted scene sort of montage that they've put together in an attempt to shamelessly make some cash from. Um, So, yeah. Are you... um, A number of reviews say it's too silly. Does that worry you at all? No. It's a silly film. It's, It's... I'll be the first to admit that I'm very easily pleased when it comes to films. I liked Flubber. Hey! Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? Um, okay, we're gonna end that there, but hold on, hold on. So, um, what I'd like to do now is one of the best scenes in Anchorman is Afternoon Delight. Oh, God, yeah. Shall we sing it out? Shall we sing the second I, episode? You, you might have heard that I've got a bit of a croaky voice, so I can't guarantee that this will sound good, but normally... Mate, should we just normally, do the first first? Normally, after a couple of drinks, we're quite all right. Um, am I going to do the harmonising bit? And um, I, I need to remember. I can't it. remember the words, so I, I know the first verse. Going to find my bit. Maybe going to hold it tight. Like, so we'll do that, we'll sing it out. Okay, so um, just before we go... The, um, Oh, there's some people in there listening to us. Oh, that's crap. We've got an audience got now an audience. who are going to listen to us singing Afternoon, Afternoon Delight. Delight. Brilliant. Um, so, again, thank you for listening. Um, and here is um, DJ James <laughs> and MC May who are going to sing you out with Afternoon Delight. <laughs> 
Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. And you know the night is only been the Brilliant, that cut, cut. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye.